you know, it's kind of a thinking show, really. You start listening, digesting, wondering, maybe interacting, and look out, developing an opinion. Yeah. Hey, you know. Now, be careful, because having an opinion, <laughs> it can get out of control. Al Anderson on 680-CJOB. Yes, hello, happy Tuesday. Opinions, welcome here at CJOB. Hal Anderson, we're underway. 104, how's it going? What's on your mind today? 204-780-6868. Hal at CJOB.com. I've got some stuff, uh, plans, but of course, uh, always love hearing from you. What do you want to talk about today? Again, 204-780-6868. Hal at CJOB.com. I picked this music here because it's kind of happy music, I thought. <laughs> Can't help but tap your toe and smile when you hear the music, right? Uh, Emma, let's start the phone. Uh, let's start the show with a phone call today. Emma here, apparently wanting to talk about the weather. Hi, Emma. Well, I'm out at St. Andrews Airport, and you know it's just bald prairie out here. It's all farmers' fields, and the air is just thick with topsoil being blown away. It is so windy out here. Yeah, it's like it's it's a dark gray. So you would think it was like um, maybe pouring, but it's not raining at all. The air is just full of dirt. It reminds me of the, the Dust Bowl in Oklahoma, remember, in the 30s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, it's just it's just gray with dirt and all our precious topsoil being blown away. Oh, my God. Well, and we were talking about this yesterday, Emma, with my weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson. You know, uh, I mean, a lot of the farmers have seeded. It's so dry out there. And obviously, as you said, that precious topsoil, if it blows away, I mean, they may have to reseed if it gets bad enough. And uh, the last gust I saw was uh, out of the south-southwest at 56 kilometers an hour. So it is definitely windy out there. So it is super windy out here by the airport. Um, and like I say, the air is full of dirt. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you can almost taste it. It's not bad. Mm. And it's just, uh, that's what it is. It's just dirt because, you know, it's so dry yeah. from the fields because it's all open fields. You've been out to St. Andrews Airport, right? Absolutely. You know just, drove, just drove through there a uh, couple days ago, yeah. Yeah, so it's all open fields. It's, it's it's waiting to be planted is what it is, but mm. holy cow, I just can't believe it. Yeah, well, and, as of, and I believe it's as of today now, this dry spell, because we still haven't had any rain, this dry spell now is one of the top five dry spells of all time for this uh, area as of today. So, man, man we need the terrible. rain. Yeah. Boy, do we ever. Yeah. Emma, thanks okay. for the call. I really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Call again anytime. See Look, we had a great conversation about the weather. Emma's out there and telling us about the topsoil blowing around. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I want from you guys. I'll take your text messages in your emails, 204-780-6868 at hal at cgob.com. But I would prefer if we had a bit of a conversation, like, I'll be honest with you. It makes my job easier. Don't tell my boss because uh, then they'll like want to pay me less or something. And I'm not sure I can go. I'm not sure I can go much lower. So please help me out. Uh, it'll just make the show easier and more fun if uh, we're chatting. It's always uh, better if you get involved. And I've got some plans, by the way, on how we can make that happen more. So stay tuned. Always going to try and get new stuff for you as we go along here. New things that I'd like to see on the show. Uh, muchos kilos. Gee, I got a. Uh, we had a few practices while I was off for a couple of weeks. And uh, we have a few songs we could roll out today. I don't know if you want to weigh in on these, uh, but I've got one song 
that we can roll out today for Muchos Kilos, me, Shaner, and Timmy, my band of big guys, about ticks, because it's tick time again. Uh, another one about vaping in the classroom, because apparently now that's a problem in some schools, kids, students, vaping right in the classroom. And I've also got a song about the big royal wedding, which is coming up this weekend, called You Name the Heirs. So a few songs we could play today for Muchos Kilos. Maybe let me know which one you'd like to hear, 204-780-6868, hal at cjob.com, and we'll get at least one of those on today, all right? Also, Ron McLean was on Mackling and McGarry this morning from Hockey Night in Canada. Him and Don Cherry were standing on the overhang of the Met Theater last night if you were uh, watching the game. Ah, disappointing, eh? I kind of had a feeling we were going to have an off game because we won that game seven and then, you know, the team came out, fired up for game one against the Golden Knights and then just I I wasn't surprised. Let me say that. But uh, Mackling and McGarry were saying this morning a lot of uh, heads hanging low as uh, Greg left the arena last night, Bell MTS Place, but uh, don't be sad. We have a team that's actually playing. We have played so well at home this year, but we are actually playing better on the road right now. So don't worry about it, all right? Uh, Ron McLean was on with the boys this morning, and I want to play some of that back for you after the news at 1.30, all right? I have one of the things I have enjoyed, it's in the top three of uh, sort of jumping on this Jets bandwagon. And yes, I'm... Listen, I've always been happy to have the Jets and excited about the Jets, but I have definitely, I, you can accuse me of, of being one of those guys to, to jump on the bandwagon, absolutely. But I've enjoyed it. And one of the things I've enjoyed the most about it is watching Don Cherry and Ron McLean. So I want to play those clips for you, and we'll talk about Ron and what a great Canadian he is after 1.30. Also after 1.30, at about quarter to 2, we'll talk to Ken Allen, the communications director at Public Works at the City of Winnipeg. It is construction season. I was stuck in that lineup on Keniston northbound this morning. It is definitely construction season, so we'll talk to Ken about what they've got planned. I was out in Stonewall while I was off, and I want to introduce you to somebody I met out in Stonewall, really cool person out there. Tough trivia today. Listen to this. We are giving away, because yesterday we awarded the Big Hal's Kitchen Grand Prize, $5,000 kitchen makeover from Kitchens Today, so... Today, and for the rest of the week, we are giving away tickets to Cirque du Soleil Crystal. Nice, eh? That's happening October 3rd to 7th at Bell MTS Place. Your chance to win on the show today. Ian Rabb, addiction specialist at Aurora Recovery Center, will join us. We'll talk to him about that Virgo report yesterday and the fact that the final draft did not include safe injection sites. And We'll get Ian's thoughts on that. He's been there. He was... uh, he was an addict. He was shooting up at one point, and now he's helping people, and so we'll talk to him. I want to remind you that Tim Haig was on the show yesterday. His new book, Perseverance, that uh, uh, book signing is happening tonight at uh, McNally Robinson Grand Park at 7 o'clock if you want to go down and meet Tim, so I just want to remind you of that. And we've got a couple of phone calls here, so let's take them. Jim wanting to uh, ask about the song I was telling you about, Vaping. Uh, in the classroom. Yes, Jim, is that the song you want to hear today? Uh, that, or, or I was thinking you guys can uh, do a remix of uh, Vaping in the Boys Room by Monthly Crew. Ah, well, this one, <laughs> this one is actually 
Instead of smoking in the boys' room, it's yeah. vaping in the classroom, and we've done that. Oh. We've ripped that song off. So, yes, good, you're, good, you're on good, the good. same wavelength here, Jim. Thank you. And I forgot to phone you yesterday. Welcome you back. So oh, thanks, welcome man. Welcome back. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy did a great job, but it's oh. great to be back and uh, really happy to be here. You know, the, the greatest thing uh, she did was uh, that last Thursday when she had the three yeah, hockey. Yeah, uh, I know. I was at home. I was watching myself on Facebook Live. When I heard she had the hotline on, I was watching on Facebook Live. Yeah, that was some great uh, some great radio, right. absolutely. And then listening to the old announcers again. Just, yeah. Just a flashback of back yeah. in the uh, 70s and 80s again. Yeah. But I'll let you go. Okay, man. And that was my... Uh, uh, request to ask if you could do that. Thank you. Yeah, we'll play that one for you, Jim. Thank you. Okay. And like Bye-bye. I said, I've got a couple others as well. And one more call before a break here. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Uh, it's starting to rain a little bit in North Caledonia and on and off. Yeah, there were some showers around this morning as well. I'm trying to think where uh, somebody called in from up in north of the city. Uh, there were some yeah. showers. And and we knew we were going to see a bit of shower activity today. We're hoping for more of a rain on Thursday into Friday. So we'll see what happens. But we'll take it, eh? Yeah, hopefully. It's getting really dry out here. Yeah, it sure is. Whereabouts are you? You're in North Kildonan, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh, and listen, uh, you know, we don't like to see rain or bad weather, cool, cloudy weather on the uh, May long weekend. But I, as I said uh, yesterday, you know what? This year, I'll take it because it's needed. A lot of people, especially the farmers, need it. We need it, uh, you know, to prevent these grass fires. And, yeah, the rain's needed. It also helps with, like, the playgrounds and stuff. There's a lot of playgrounds here with, like, sand and stuff. And it's just getting blown all over. So you don't want to take the kids out or anything either. So Yeah. No, you're right, Vanessa. Emma called a while ago from out by the uh, St. Andrews Airport. We're getting gusts close to 60 today. Out of the uh, west southwest, and that definitely is uh, is blowing stuff around. Yeah, for sure. Vanessa, yeah. have a great day. Thanks for the call. Yeah, you too. Really appreciate it. All right, 204-780-6868. Hal at cjob.com. Let's take our first break. 214, Hal and CJOB. You know what? Before we do anything else, Jim, I think it was, that was his name, that called wanting the song uh, Vaping in the Classroom. Muchos Kilos, me, Shaner, and Timmy, my band of big guys. Here you go, Jim and everybody else. Yeah. Do you ever seem to have one of those days where you don't think you can get through it without sticking an electronic device in your mouth? Well, you know, I used to have those just about all the time. And I found a way to get it done. Let me tell you about sitting in the classroom, want to take a drag. But I got something fun right here in my bag. The teacher turns around, you know that's my cue. Just kilos, me, Shaner, and Timmy, my band of big guys. I figure we'll play one now. We'll play another one later. We got three to pick from. We had a few rehearsals while I was off for a couple of weeks. Actually, instead of vaping in the classroom, it should be uh, vaping in the newsroom. Is anybody in the newsroom vaping uh, right now, Jeff Forche, producer of this show? Is anybody out there? I don't think anybody's vaping, eh? I don't think so. I know that... I know head office told us not to do it anymore. Oh, we can't do it in the <laughs> yeah, building. We, we, we used to be able to, and uh, ah, head office came down. Interesting. Yeah. Listen, I, here's what I think about the vaping thing. If it helps you quit smoking, good. Fantastic. Kids 
doing it now, it's just it's another bad habit that yeah, it's I do. It's it, almost it, like like they want to be cool, and that's the new well, smoking for them. Right, and in ten years we'll find out it was horrible, even worse than smoking a cigarette or pot. Right, and then we'll go, oh, why did we? You know, exactly. Anyhow, I say go to school, study, work hard, and I guess if mom and dad say you can vape, you can vape wherever, but just don't do it in school. Anyhow, but apparently it's becoming a bit of an issue. There are kids that are uh, vaping in school. Oh. It's Tuesday, and if you're into movies like I am, and my wife, uh, Jackie, we're into movies, love movies, uh, Tuesday is the big uh, day where the new rentals come out, the new uh, DVDs, the new rentals and all that. And out today, available on DVD, and you can stream it as well. We do that on iTunes, but however you get your your new movies, available today, a big one, Black Panther. telling me that the king of a third world country runs around in a bulletproof cat suit. Why don't you ask him yourself? Because he's right outside. <laughs> Bingo. My king. Stop it. The Black Panther lives. He's coming. Black Panther, available today. Uh, you really should have seen this one in the theater. I guess you can still see it in the theater out there in some spots. I guess I would imagine it's a big enough movie. There are still some theaters showing it. But it's now available to watch at home, and it's great. Watch it. Should have watched it in the theater, but it's great. you got to watch it. Fantastic movie. And I see here that the director of the movie, Ryan Coogler, wants to make a spinoff about the women of Wakanda. Absolutely. As soon as I read that headline, I thought, yes, this makes so much sense because the women in this movie made the movie. Like Black Black Panther's cool. The special effects are amazing. The bad guy was really good. Like it's all it's a great movie on many levels. But the women were definitely the big stars of this movie. So I hope he does it. I hope that uh there will be a movie focusing in on the women. I mean, obviously, there are going to be sequels. I won't even say a sequel. There will be sequels. But sure, why not focus in on the women of Wakanda? They're fantastic in this movie. And like I said, you can now rent Black Panther at home. Uh, so you should give that a try. People are wanting to talk about the weather today. Burton is on the phone here at 204-780-6868. Hey, Burton, how you doing? Not too bad, Hal. How Good. are you doing? Excellent. What's up? So a little bit of a sprinkle, not much, just a couple little drops on Pemina and Grant. Mm. And I was wondering, I was wondering, if is there a song that we can play that would make it rain? I was is thinking, any... yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Oh, this is good. But it's daytime. Huh? Well, yeah. You got go. a point. That's the only one that came in my head. <laughs> you got to go with it, Burton. You got to go yeah. with it here. Jeff, oh, Jeff for sure. Forche's dug this one up. This is uh, Eddie Rabbit, isn't it? Eddie Rabbit, I think, yes. I think so, yeah. Love a rainy night. Let's take a bit of this. Hang on, Burton. I'll talk to you in a second. Let's. This is a good song. Let's take a bit of this. Who knows? Maybe this will get the clouds to open up. You never know. In the moonlight Showers wash all my cares away. I wake up to a sunny day Cause I love a rainy night Yeah, I love a rainy night 
right, Burton. Uh, we'll see if that works. I hope it works. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> we certainly need uh, we certainly need some rain around here. That's for sure. For sure, I think a certain sound of drums or a banjo or something might help. Or I'm not sure. I'm going to have to do. You know, uh, they have the uh, uh, they can sow the clouds now. You know, with rain, uh, they can with seeds of rain and stuff. There's scientifically, we have to be able to. The technology exists for us to be right. able to do this. We're going to have to check on that because uh, if this goes on much longer, I mean, here we are getting excited about a few drops. At where were you, Grant and? Grant and Pemina, yeah, I was sitting at the Domo there. <laughs> Getting excited about a few drops there and a couple in North Gildonan. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Uh, Burton, thanks for the call. That was fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, you, you all the best. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Call again anytime. 204-780-6868. Hal at cjob.com. Quickly here before we break uh, for the news at 1.30. Today is the International Day of Families. It's Chocolate Chip Day. Oh, it's Nylon Stockings Day. Oh, (laughs) it's Ramadan and it is Straw Hat Day today as well. So the news right away here at 1.30 with TFJ. And then when we come back, uh, I want to play some clips of Ron McLean from Hockey Night in Canada. He was on with Mackling and McGarry this morning. If you want to talk a little hockey, we can do that around those Ron McLean clips. Are you disappointed what do you think we're heading to vegas it's all even one win each are you worried do you think the jets are going to be fine 204 780 hal at cjlb.com also coming up next half hour ken allen communications director city of winnipeg public works we're going to talk about construction season which is underway as well hal anderson afternoons on cjob Thank you very much, uh, TFJ. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to the phone here at 204-780-6868. Hi, CJOB. Hi, Hal. How are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. I just phoned Jeff to give you the, a good rain song. Okay. What is it? Uh, BJ Thomas, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. That's a good one. Yeah, that might just get a few uh, a few raindrops going this afternoon. Yeah, and I believe there's another song. I forget who does it called Raining in My Heart. Mm, I don't know that one, but raindrops keep falling on my head. One of my favorites. Let's play a bit of that. Thank you, Ron. Okay, bye. falling on my head They keep falling But there's one thing I know The blues they seem to greet me Won't defeat me It won't be Who is that? Is that B.J. Thomas? Is that who sings that song, Jeff Forte? That is correct. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It's been so long since I've heard some of these songs. I remember, what year's on that one? Does it say? Uh, if you can find out the year it was out, I think it was 70. I would have been 10 or 11 years old, I think, and I played that song over and over and over again. Yeah, probably mid-70s, early 70s, maybe. That's what I'm oh, thinking. Oh, this is anyway. not right. What does it say? It says 1994. That's not right. Really? Yeah, no, I don't think that that's right. right. I don't think so. Well, anyhow, if you can find it, that's fine. If not, no big deal. I want to get on to the hockey thing here. And and if you've got ideas for songs that might make it rain, uh, by all means, give us a call or maybe you know that you're on, uh, on that song. Um, I got a text message here from somebody, 204-780-6868. Hey, Hal, 
What's wrong with these people that are not Jets fans? Man, are they spoiled sports? Um, I don't know. You, no name on the text message. Let me just say this. I have really gotten into the Jets in the playoffs. And a lot of, I know a lot of fans that have been there the last several years, and, and I haven't really been a diehard Jets guy, say, oh, oh Fairweather, you know, jump in the bend. I say I, I can see myself continuing now to be more of a fan of this hockey team because of the fun I've had following them into the playoffs. So I say everybody's welcome. And the other thing I want to say about this, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I don't want to get all negative about, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, I had a guy call up yesterday. And I appreciate the call. It wasn't on the air. He told me this off the air. And he goes, you know, there are people now because of these parties, these whiteout street parties, they're getting let go early that work at the Millennium Library and they're they're missing out on hours and pay. Yeah, okay. You know, that's too bad for them. But look at what's happening in this community. Look at the excitement around this hockey team. And the same with the fact that the party last night wasn't as big on the street. Okay, yeah, you know, they tried the, the ticket thing. I understand why they did that, you know, try to control the crowd a little bit. It was getting up there, safety. I understand why. And it's sort of unfortunate. But isn't that kind of the way it always goes, right? As soon as something that has this organic growth, right, and everybody's excited about it, somebody goes, hey, let's, you know, put some stamp of authority or control on it, and then people go, yeah, I'm good now. Uh, I think it was – I think the – I think it's a bunch of stuff. I think it's uh, – uh, it's not the – I don't think it's the best way to watch a game if you're really into watching the hockey. Uh, I think we we went through a seven-game series, and then all of a sudden, bam, we got a, another party. It was a school night, you know. I, I think it's fantastic. I think if there's 10,000 or 20 or 30,000 people down there, it's all good. Let's just enjoy this. This is a great run. We got a team that, you know, unfortunately lost last night. But as I said, they've been playing better on the road uh, than they've been playing at home. And they play really well at home. So, you know, it's all good. I, I really don't want to get into a a negative Nelly, uh, you know, kind of situation. But I, I really do appreciate uh, all your, your comments. And I just think let's try and keep it positive and be excited about this team and the fact that the community's buying in and people are getting excited about it. Let's just let's just do that. Um, all right, we got a bunch of phone calls here now, so I'll go through those quickly because I do want to get to these Ron McLean clips, and I also want to get to Ken Allen, City of Winnipeg. It's construction season, and we're going to talk to Ken. But I got a bunch of people on the phone here. Two zero four seven eighty sixty eight sixty eight. We'll start with Gregory. Hey, Gregory. Hey, that song you just played. Yeah. October 1969. 69. Wow. I was even younger than I thought when I played that over and over. Read Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Thank you very much, Gregory. I appreciate that. Welcome. All right. Thanks. And Denny, you got an idea for a rain song? Yes, Al. It's a song by Johnny Rivers, but I don't remember the song. It's a song by Johnny Rivers anyway. Mm. That is, yeah. And you figure it's a good rain song, eh? Yeah, I think it is. All yeah. right. Okay, we'll have to check on that. Thank you, Denny. Dredge Dave, my friend. Dredge Dave is on the phone. Hey, Dave. Hey, 
Hey, Hal, glad to have you back. Buddy. Thank you, man. Hey, you Good. know, hey, we had to feel sorry for California last year. Years and years, they were burning up, and we're starting to burn up. And yeah. let's, uh, it, uh, there's a song, Never Rains in California. Never well, Rains in California. Rain in Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to do some digging. There have to be some local Winnipeg, Manitoba rain songs. I'm going to do some checking, Dave, but thanks for the call, pal. Okay. All right, Andrew is on the phone. Hi, Andrew. Hello there. Hi. Yeah, the Guess Who Rain Dance. Ah, yeah, that's not bad. The Guess Who Rain Dance. Uh, yeah. I'll get uh, I'll get Jeff Fortier to dig that one up. Look at that. How, right. Look at how fast he is, eh? There it is, Andrew. We're playing it right now for you, pal. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you very much. Uh, just about 20 to 2 here. One more quick call. Frank. Hi, Frank. Hi, Al. How you doing? Excellent. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. That fella that called in in regards to the song uh, Raining in My Heart. Yeah. That's a Buddy Holly song. Is that a Buddy Holly song? Yes, sir. Mm. I had never heard that one before. I didn't know that. Sky is blue, not a cloud to spoil the view, but it's raining, raining in my heart. Look at that. We don't even need to find the song. Frank's singing it for us. Huh? How you do? Have a good day there, Thank Al. you, Frank. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. All right. Keep the calls coming. A little bit of this, and then we'll play these Ron McLean clips I want to play. Not a cloud to spoil the view, but it's raining, raining in my heart. The weatherman says clear today He doesn't know you've gone away And it's raining Raining in my heart Oh, there's some good lyrics in that song. I've got to go back and listen to that one. The weather, what was the line there? The weatherman doesn't know you've gone away and it's raining in my heart or something? That's very good. Hey, so Ron McLean was on this morning with uh, Mackling and McGarry. And I listen, I think Ron McLean is just such a classy Canadian. He's fantastic. And I know Don Cherry has some people that don't really like him. But I like Cherry, too. I think he's... My wife kind of looks at me. Jackie thinks I'm nuts when I smile and chuckle at Don Cherry. But uh, as uh, Bob Irving said on his Twitter account a while ago, Bob said, I hope I'm that sharp when I'm 86 or whatever... Uh, Don is. He's in his 80s, anyhow. Uh, but Ron McLean was on with Mackling and McGarry this morning, and he talked about the hockey game and all the excitement around Bell MTS Place last night. Take a listen. It was really lovely to be on the uh, facade of the Met last night. That was incredible uh, opportunity that we were given. And, you know, everything, that's a rebirth, right? A theater that was built in 1920 and then was shuttered in 1987 and reopened when the Jets came back to town. So there's just a real sense of a second coming going on all around this team and uh, and just the friendship everybody's so kind you know no matter where i stand on top of bud lights or it just doesn't matter everybody makes room and uh, kind of cooperates to make the party go well ron mclean on mackling and mcgarry this morning he always speaks so nice of winnipeg and, and manitoba 
Here's Ron McLean on our wonderful city and our province. Well, one of, one of my favorite sort of, I got a million things about Winnipeg that I think of, because I grew up in Red Deer, which Don Cherry always calls Red River, of course, just to confuse everybody. But uh, one of my colleagues at CKRD was David Jones, who came over from Winnipeg to work there. And David was, he drove slow. He was laid back. Everything about David was slow motion. And I thought, how does that work? He comes from a city of nearly a million people in the area uh, to little Red Deer. And somehow Red Deer seems to be going 100 miles an hour to him. And that's just, you know, yesterday I went for, I got lost. I went for a run. I I crossed the river. Uh, I'd heard it was nicer to run on the St. Boniface side. So I left uh, the hotel and went across past Monami Louis. And and then I I went left thinking, well, there's got to be another bridge sooner or later. Uh, but about 35 minutes into my run past uh, Fort Gibraltar. So that's where I was headed. Beautiful. I was going through all this parkland and ball diamonds and it was a fantastic run, but it took me an hour and 20 to get back to the hotel. <laughs> so I had a bit of a sunburn, but everybody was great. You know, that's just, uh, and I was lucky enough to come over for the Canada Summer Games as well uh, and had a really great time on Alberta Day. Brett Kissel performed, so I had the chance to help intro him and so there's been a lot of festivals, but but that's when I think of Winnipeg. I think of it's kind of a it's a little bit more laid back than the rest of uh, the country, and yet produces uh, the finest in the arts. Uh, you know, it's just obviously the musical history of the town is incredible. The artistic uh, with the ballet, etc. So it's not like it's a, a sleep at the switch, but it's it just it, it feels like I always say when I broadcast. It's nice to do hockey, of course, but hockey's intense. And when you do golf, it's just such a break from that intensity. And that's what Winnipeg is for me. Without walking in from either Red Deer or Toronto and patting you on the head, that's what I think of Winnipeg. A couple more Ron McLean clips from McLean and McGarry this morning. Uh, Brett McGarry asked Ron about the importance of hockey in this country. Well, I think it's because the tracks were laid, uh, the railway, and hockey kind of moved with it. Uh, So the way the country was created is the way the game evolved that that would be my best guess uh you know when you think of the winnipeg hockey history obviously it's ridiculous it goes right back to the i always say the first decade of the stanley cup only two cities won it montreal and winnipeg and winnipeg won it three times and they used to get the reports of the scores from down east uh, by steam whistle if there was two steam whistles blue then you won if three blue then you lost <laughs> i mean people gathered around to listen to a bloody steam whistle so that goes back to 1896 and then a couple of cups in the early 1900s so it's history is there um, the other thing that really strikes me about this whole Jets run is you know how nice the Chipmans are and uh, it's great for them you know I always remember how Mark's dad uh, Bob had these 12 precepts of success and they were all based on kindness and and being circumspect about not thinking the grass is always greener somewhere else and love that and I of course associate it with Don Whitman and Scott Oak who are you know dear colleagues and all my radio idols seem to come out of Winnipeg, whether it's Don Percy or Raccoon Carney is my all-time favorite. So it's just a, a friendly, they call it friendly Manitoba for good reason. <laughs> That's great that Raccoon Carney was his favorite DJ. And of course, absolutely, Raccoon came from here in Winnipeg and mentioning Don Percy there. I, I, I just love Ron McClaney. He loves Winnipeg. You can just tell that he loves Winnipeg. And one more clip here. Here's what he had to say about our Winnipeg Jets. I think they are uh, fully capable of winning. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights do scare you because they completely uh, continue to be this unknown, right? They can bring in Thomas Tatar, and he plays well last night. Uh, they, they move well. Uh, I still think Winnipeg's a better team. Um, I think top to bottom, they're just a little deeper than than Vegas. Uh, they, I uh, firmly believe they just got caught playing a seventh game, then 24 hours later, a first game with travel and 
and then you know just naturally had a bit of a lay back. Uh, if if Shifley scores in that first uh, chance when he made a great play on the backhand, then it just somehow Flurry made the save. If he scores there, maybe we see a different uh, game. But they had a good ten minutes, and then they obviously sagged badly in the second half of the first period. And Marcia so had a night. Ron McLean on Mackling and McGarry this morning. Love Ron McLean. Love Don Cherry. Go Jets. Go and Mackling and McGarry. Pretty damn good show. If you have not been tuning it in, make sure you start doing that 6 to 10 a.m. right here on CJOB. Running a bit late here with all our rain songs, but that's okay. 147, a break, forecast, and then we're going to come back here and we're going to talk to Ken Allen at the city of Winnipeg about construction season. Getting all kinds of uh, song suggestions to try and make it rain. And uh, as we hear another one, little CCR here for you. Uh, the Sausage Guy just texted me, 204-780-6868. Hal, a topsoil sandstorm west of 317 out in the Lactabani area. Thank you very much. That's from uh, Kurt Wurst, the Sausage Guy. <laughs> We definitely do need uh, some rain. Turn this up. Uh, let's see if this gets some, some rain happening around here. It'll rain a sunny day, I know. Shining down like water. I won't know. Have you ever seen rain? I won't know. Have you ever Thank you very much for all your suggestions. Thank you, uh, Jeff Forche, for digging those out. I really appreciate it. Uh, We're going to chat now for a few minutes here before the news at 2 with Ken Allen. Ken is the communications director at the City of Winnipeg Public Works Department. He's on the phone now. Hi, Ken. Good afternoon, Hal. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you for doing this. So I was stuck in that lineup on Keniston heading to Polo Park this morning. Uh, that uh, that barricade uh, at Willow, I guess it was, by Academy there, a problem with a manhole. And I'm thinking, what am I going to have on the show today? And I thought, wait a minute, let's talk construction season because that is certainly one of the big seasons around here. And you guys have lots of stuff planned this summer, don't you? We sure do. Uh, we're gearing up for a very busy construction season again this year. And, uh, you know, we're going to have over 200 projects going on throughout the city in the coming months. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of action. And I, well, it's frustrating when you hit a barricade or you get stuck in a lineup like that. I mean, uh, the good news is the streets are being repaired. So long-term, it's a good thing. For sure. It's uh, it's really short-term pain for long-term gain. And, uh, you know, crews are going to be working very hard this year to get these projects completed so that we can enjoy a nice, smooth ride to and from work. Yeah, I know you've got lots of projects going, like you said, something like 200, but maybe share with us some details on one or two that we'll hear a lot about this summer. Sure. Well, uh, there are many projects going on in the downtown. So the downtown area itself is going to be very busy with construction. Right. But already we've started work on uh, our project on Fermore Avenue from St. Anne's to Archibald. And that's uh, year one of a two-year project, but that's underway already. And we've got a big one going on on McPhillips from Logan to Jarvis, where we're doing uh, water 
feeder main renewal right now, but that's going to turn into a road renewal project in the coming weeks. And that closure is going to be in place for um, most of the construction season. And I guess the bottom line is keep it here on CJOB. The best traffic in town will let you know uh, the areas you need to avoid as we go through construction season here in Winnipeg this summer. How's the pothole battle going? Well, you know, our pothole crews are still out uh, making repairs. And uh, it's actually a, a good timing right now for making repairs because the, the hot asphalt is now available. So, you know, in the springtime, we usually make temporary repairs. But now that we can get the hot asphalt, we can start making those permanent repairs. You know, Ken, we're hoping for a bit of rain later on in the week. Is this dry spell affecting you guys at all? Is it maybe making the cleanup easier or just curious to know if uh, the dry spell is good for you? Well, the the spring cleanup has been progressing very well. We're almost finished and we're transitioning into construction. Certainly, you know, good weather is is, uh, a bonus for construction. But uh, I think just like anyone else, we could use a bit of moisture if we can get some uh, some rain in the coming days. Absolutely. Hey, before I let you go, Ken, anything else we should know about? Well, just, you know, want to remind motorists that uh, we are ramping up into construction season. It's going to be busy, so people need to uh, plan ahead, you know, leave additional travel time to get to their destinations. Yep. Uh, maybe download and use the Waze app, which is very helpful for navigating around barricades. And... Uh, Yeah, we're working as quickly as we can to get these projects completed. Ken Allen, great to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Hal. Ken Allen, Communications Director, City of Winnipeg Public Works. Man, I'm getting some pictures people are texting in, 204-780-6868, of some of the dust storms out there. Now, I mean, you know, it's not widespread, but in some areas, somebody just sent me a picture from Pembina and Bishop Grandin. I can't believe, you can hardly see uh, Pembina. Crazy. Yeah, it's gusty out there. It is dry. It is dusty. Uh, definitely topsoil blown around out there. Let's break for the news at 2. And when we come back, my trip to Stonewall while I was off. Met somebody kind of cool out in Stonewall. And tough trivia. Your chance to win Cirque du Soleil crystal tickets. So keep it here. Hal Anderson on CJOB. Wow, I can't believe some of the pictures we're getting at 204-780-6868. Some dust storms around. Just crazy. Gusts uh, up to 70 this afternoon, as you heard in the forecast, and it's making for some great pictures. Uh, Thank you very much for sharing those. I've let uh, uh, our people know at the websites, uh, cjob.com and uh, globalnews.ca slash Winnipeg, and hopefully we'll get some of those up. Uh, so that you can see them. Impressive. Thank you very much for sharing. Appreciate it when you do that. Uh, We've got tough trivia coming up this half hour. Your chance to win tickets to go and see Cirque du Soleil Crystal, October 3rd to 7th at Bell MTS Place. And uh, one of the things I did while I was off for a couple of weeks was I made a trip out to Stonewall. And I met somebody out there, and I'm going to play that short interview in just a bit here. But Norma is on the phone uh, and wants to talk about the whiteout uh, party, whiteout street party, and the ticketing. 204-780-6868. Hi, Norma. Hi there. Hi. Well, my comment on that is, it sounded like a great party. You could say to your friends, meet you between such and such, yep. possibly around this area. Mm. All of a sudden, you need a ticket. The tickets become available online while everyone's at work. So you just say, oh, you know what? Forget it. I'll just stay home. Yeah, or people get yeah, or people take tickets, 
and then they go, oh, I'm not going to use them, and then, you know, the capacity's exactly. not what it was. Here's, you know, listen, here's, and I said this earlier, Norma, I don't know if you were listening or not, I really don't want to get all negative because I think this is all fantastic. And I understand, Absolutely. yeah. It's- it's great for the city. Yeah. It's wonderful. And I understand but why, why do I, these big corporations have to turn it well, into such a fiasco. It's not about that, Norma. It's about the crowds were getting large and they really felt like for safety purposes and other reasons we need to kind of keep a handle on things. Uh, and and it really wasn't about corporations, you know. I mean, listen, uh, everybody that's involved in that uh, is is making money, except for the taxpayer, because it is costing us some money. Um, but, and everybody only has so much money. How well, many parties can you attend? Yeah. at those prices of food and drink. Well, and I think it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. I I don't think it's the best way to watch a game. If you're really into the hockey game, I don't think it's the best right. way to watch a game. Right. So I I wish mm-hmm. I wish they had left things alone and just let it organically grow but then maybe it would have got too big and then they would have had to yeah. you know do something more they're thought they're talking about it they're going to figure things out I, I i i agree it was a bit of a misstep but i understand why they did it well they got what they wanted less crowd less hassle yeah well unfortunately, unfortunately. but listen i i think i think uh it's going to grow and be big again and maybe bigger than ever but i appreciate the call I norma hope so. Yeah. Sunday afternoon is a good time to go. You can't go camping. You can't have a campfire. You might as well go downtown and enjoy a beautiful day. That's a good point. I kind of thought maybe the long weekend might uh, hurt the crowd, but you're right. If, if you do no. go camping, you can't have a fire anyhow. So, No, might as well stay home and enjoy the city and all the wonderful things to do. All right, Norma, I appreciate the call. All right. All right, thanks a lot. And Maureen wants to talk about the party, too. Uh, let's get Maureen in quickly. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Al. I was thinking back in the day when I was a partier, I would have got my visa bill this week, and that's why I wouldn't be going back to the party. Well, you might make you. That might be a really good point. Yeah, who knows? I, I think uh, I think there are, are a few reasons, uh, you know, why maybe the crowd was smaller. Yeah. Have you yep. been Have you been down for any of the uh, whiteout parties? I have not, no. Nope. Mm, yeah, me neither. But I'll tell you, it looks good on TV, boy. I, I don't it think does. we. You, it's you, awesome for the city. You can't buy advertising like that for our city and our province. Yeah, that is for sure. Thanks, Thanks Marie. Al. Appreciate the call. Yeah, absolutely. Let me just read a couple of quick text messages here, and that'll get me into this interview I want to play for you. Uh, oh, back to um, uh, Ken Allen from the city of Winnipeg on construction season. Mark says, uh, "Hey, Hal, um, uh, I hear McPhillips." is extended to November, the work on McPhillips. Brutal. I use it every day. Seems like they barely work 8 to 10 hours. And then that leads us into a text message from Lori. She says, how, why isn't there construction on streets going on on the weekends? I understand it's dangerous to work during the night, so not necessarily 24 hours, but no excuses for weekends. Hire firms that are willing to work weekends and get it done sooner then later. Again, that one is from Lori. I know they are trying to do work uh, outside of the normal work day, but I'm kind of with you. I think, listen, you say to these uh, private companies, you want the gig, here's the gig. The gig is you got to run a couple of shifts a day and you got to work weekends in on it too, because like just this morning coming in, uh, heading uh, north on Keniston, that uh, there was a problem with a manhole cover on by Willow on Keniston, which is right by Academy. 
That had a, a Keniston backed up at one point. I was late for the news meeting this morning. I'm usually here for the news meeting at 8. I didn't get here till almost 9, slowed me up almost an hour. At one point, the traffic was backed up all the way from Academy to Bishop Grandin on Keniston. So I hear you. Um, you know, it's it's frustrating. And uh, But the, the good news is, as I said to Ken Allen, the good news is uh, the inconvenience means that our roads are getting fixed. And that's one thing that I am uh, pretty happy about, I'll be honest with you. And then one more here, Lorne says, Hal, with all that sleep you got, your voice sounds younger now. You sound younger, Hal. You sound good. Well, I'm glad because I'm still battling with a bit of a chest cold. So thank you, Lorne, for the uh, uh, text message. I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, I, I uh, went up to get the water going at the cottage, which is up at Winnipeg Beach. And uh, coming back, I thought, you know, I'm going to sneak over on, what is it, 67? Yeah, 67. And I'm going to go across 8, 7, and hit 6 and go to Stonewall. Because I heard about a cool little store out in Stonewall. And as I've told you guys before on the air, I'm really into antiques and stuff. So I go to this store, and I met this really cool lady. Her name is Marg Kentner. And we had a bit of chat after I looked around in the store and I picked out a couple things that I was going to buy. I said, you got to talk to me about your store. Very cool. So take a listen. Little three-minute interview here with Marg out in Stonewall. Marg, I love your store out here in Stonewall. The Grand Bazaar. Tell me about the name. (laughs) Well, uh, if you're going to sell a lot of things, including antiques, new things, art, jewelry, whatever, uh, what kind of name do you give it? So Mm. I've traveled a lot, and I always loved Grand Bazaars, especially in Istanbul. Mm -hmm. So we thought, well, we'll be brave enough, and we'll call the store the Grand Bazaar. Yeah. That's what we do. But it's Grande Bazaar. Ah. Because the province said, no, you either add an E on the grand or you can't have it at all. Because oh. there's too many grands in the province. So mm. we ended up the Grande Bazaar. Well, there you go, the Grande Bazaar. Grande I, Bazaar. I've, I've been corrected. <laughs> um, you have a beautiful store, so much cool stuff. I love antiques. I've been told by several people that if I'm ever out in this end of the province and I find myself out here, that I've got to check it out. You have old, I'm trying to think of some of the cool stuff. Well, I'm buying a microphone off you today, an old antique microphone. You've got a steamer trunk over there that still is locked, has one compartment that's I locked. I mean, what's in it? It's a stand-up steamer trunk mm-hmm. trunk you can even uh, there's hangers in there there's an ironing board um yeah it's a, it's the best i've ever seen and it has all the stickers on top so this man must have gone across the ocean a few yeah. times wow. or so and it came out of classical there you hmm. go anyway wow. and you've yes. got some of the coolest birdhouses i've ever seen made by a woman here in manitoba yes um Galenchen's her name and she lives northwest of here and she makes what we call the ultimate birdhouses yeah. one we call the taj mahal and there's, uh, you know, fairyland type. Um, yeah, no, she does great work. We have other artists that exhibit their work here. Yeah. And uh, we have everything, um, essential oils, jewelry, um, you know, other kinds of larger wall art. And we have the best owls, I think, anyway. Yeah, now that's a Manitoban artist as well. Yes. Dan Lund, she's a wildlife, wildlife artist. She lives in Rennie. And her work is fantastic. She selects the stones, smooths them, paints them, and she does them on natural wood. I know this is natural wood because I picked one up yesterday, and the sap was running out on my fingers. Wow. And it's still there, sticky. Yeah, owls with attitude. I love them. They're fantastic. And so many things in here that I haven't seen since I was a little boy at my grandparents' place. Now, one thing here that's really quite incredible that we keep behind the till is a 1914 porcelain license plate. Now... 
I defy anyone to come up with a license plate, even in their collections, that is in that great a condition. Yeah. So um, from 1914, right here 1914. in Manitoba, 3172, and you're right, it's pristine. Yeah. So there were four years where they did 1911 to 14. They did porcelain plates. After that, they reverted to the metal. So these ones are pretty collectible. And someone was telling me why this 1913 looks in such bad shape, and this one is almost perfect, because one man said, oh, that's not real. I said, yes, it is, because you cannot duplicate this porcelain with this. And um, they said that in the days of Model Ts, nobody really knew how to drive, and nobody knew to get out of the way of cars. So this one probably was in an accident, whereas this one may not have been driven much Hmm. and uh, shows the effects of just being, you know, looked after really well yeah yeah well you have a great store so much cool stuff and you're so knowledgeable too if you see something you don't know what it is you know what it is thank you very much i had a lot of fun you're welcome thanks for doing this out in stonewall that's marg kentner grande bazaar great little store lots of antiques and cool stuff picked up a bunch of stuff there um one of the things i want to try and do now that i'm doing one to four monday to friday and i'm not working seven days a week is i want to try and hit some different areas of the province so if you've got some ideas on places i should go people i should meet things they should see please share those ideas with me hal at cjob.com or while i'm on the air you can also text or call 204 780 we were talking about the whiteout street parties and why maybe the crowds have been down part of the problem i think was the was the ticketing idea, right? But other people are pointing out, hey, Hal, a lot of bills are coming in the mail. Somebody said their credit card bill just came. I just got my taxes, my property taxes. And other people are saying the same thing in uh, text messages to us here at 204-780-6868. So, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, a variety of reasons why maybe that crowd is smaller. Let's uh, see if we can squeeze John in here. A quick call from John before we take a break. 204-780-6868. Hello, John. Are you there? Hi. Hi, sure am. How are you doing? Great. What do you want to talk about? Camping. I just wanted to, yeah, camping. I just noticed that on the provincial campground uh, website that they lifted the liquor ban for this weekend. Uh, something quite unusual that they're because May long weekend was always a no-no. So that's going to also have some impact for those who are just going to maybe sit around the campground without a fire. And at least now they can sit around and drink. Okay, so now I'm not really, so I'm glad you called because I wasn't aware. Normally, yeah, they don't allow liquor, right? That's right, yeah, and they just had a news release earlier today, and I just was on their site looking now, and yeah, so they've actually lifted the annual liquor ban for provincial campgrounds for the May long weekend. Interesting, so I guess we can now call it the uh, the May 2-4 weekend. I guess so. <laughs> right? I guess we can <laughs> yeah. drink those 2-4s now. Hey, uh, John, John, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, we've got to take a break. Winning when we come back. Cirque du Soleil crystal tickets up for grabs. Hal Anderson at 217 on CJOB. All right, and tough trivia now. Your chance to answer the question at 204-780-6868. And if you do that correctly, we will give you tickets to Cirque du Soleil Crystal, October 3rd to 7th at Bell MTS Place. And we're going to toss in some Santa Lucia pizza for you, too. 204-780-6868. Nearly 34% of us do this weekly. What do we do weekly? Over a third of us do it every week. 204-780-6868. Tough trivia. Let's go to the phone. Hello, we got a guess. Wash our car. Not wash the car. No. Hi, CJOB. 
Hi, uh, is this the trivia hotline? Yeah, this is the trivia hotline. What's your answer? My answer is uh, cut your grass. Not cut your grass, no. Hi, CJOB. Go grocery shopping. No, but I will give a bit of a hint to everybody else. It has to do with food. It has to do with food. Nearly 34% of us do this weekly. What is it? 204-780-6868. Hi there. Oh, hi. Uh, is it um, check your, clean out your fridge? Not clean out your fridge. No. Sorry about that. Hi, CJOB. Hi, is it dental floss your teeth? Not dental floss your teeth. No. Has to do with food. There's a hint. Nearly 34% of us do this weekly. What would that be? Hi. I'm sorry? Go out to eat. Go out to eat. Mm, boy, you're real close. Um, I'm going to be sticky about this because we are so close. Um, it's a certain type of food. I'll give, you a, I'll give you a second stab at it. Fast food. Nearly 34% of us every week eat fast food. Yes. Yes. Excellent. What is your name? Randy. Randy, you've got yourself two tickets to go and see Cirque du Soleil Crystal. That's happening October 3rd to 7th at Bell MTS Place. And if you want, before or after, you can go have some great Santa Lucia pizza. My wife will be absolutely thrilled. I've been trying to win for, like, a long time. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad you won, Randy. Thanks a lot for playing along. I'll put you on hold here, okay? Thank you, sir. All right. Excellent. And you know what? Ross has been sitting on hold patiently with uh, a question or a comment, and I think we've got time to squeeze it in here before the news at 2.30. Hi, Ross. Hal Anderson. How are you? Hi, Hal. I'm doing good. Good. Have you ever been to the antique store in Lockport? The antique store in Lockport. Yes. Many years ago, I was out there. Yes. Uh, But I haven't been for a long time. That's one of my favorite things to do is to check out antique stores and stuff. So I'll have to get out there again. Is it good? Oh, it's great. Just great. He's got bigs and littles. Like yeah. He's got furniture and he's got little stuff. 20 cars that I played with when I was a kid 65 years ago. I know. Isn't that a weird feeling when you see something you remember from your childhood and you go, wow, that's uh, like that's considered an antique now, eh? Uh, so am I. Yes, I guess we're all antiques, Ross. Yeah, I guess you're right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Alan. All right. Yeah, you bet. And I'll tell you what, I, as I said in that piece uh, in talking to Marg out there in Stonewall, I did buy a great old antique vintage microphone from her. If you ever come across a vintage microphone somewhere, take a picture of it, send it to me, because there's a real good chance I'll take it. If, if it's what I'm looking for, and I'm a little fussy, but if you see any vintage antique microphones out there, let me know, because I'm definitely interested. Oh, and uh, those of you who used to listen to my weekend show, Hal Anderson Weekends here on CGOB, you know I talked a lot about the uh, Interlake Pickers, Ed and, uh, and George. Well, I was talking to Ed the other day. They had a fire out there, and they lost a lot of stuff. But they're apparently opening up shop. I don't think they've opened up yet, but apparently they're opening up an antique shop, Interlake Pickers, up in Arnez. The old Phoenix uh, Lumberyard, apparently. They're going to go in there and set up shop there. So I'll let you know when that's open. But that's another uh, great spot to check out antiques if you're into antiques like me. All right, we got a break. The news at 2.30 is next. Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB. 2.33.
at CJOB coming up this uh, half hour. Ian Rabb. Ian is an addiction specialist at Aurora Recovery Center, and we're going to talk about that Virgo report from yesterday. And uh, we'll focus in specifically on the idea of safe injection sites, all right? So that's coming up uh, in a bit here. And uh, we've got some other stuff going here today as well. Tom's on the line at 204-780-6868. Tom, what, what was your question again? I was just wondering uh, what's, which one is true because there's two websites. Uh, Winnipeg uh, 311 uh, Twitter says that the fire bans across the whole province. But then if you go on the Manitoba government uh, website, it actually, there's a map, and city of Winnipeg and a couple other areas are not red. So technically, we're allowed to have fires. Well, uh, here's, my understanding is no fires anywhere. And what probably has happened, because you said the city site says no fires, and then the provincial map shows this, well, obviously the province wouldn't have jurisdiction over the city. So maybe that's why the map's not colored on the on the provincial well, map. Maybe, but, yeah. but my understanding is no fires anywhere. And I'll just tell you what I think. Even if somebody does say it's okay, I just would not even chance it. It is so dry out there, Tom. Don't even do it. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Okay, man, I hope that answers your question. Yep, thanks. All right, pal. All right, yeah, I just, boy, stay away from that. I That's what I think, anyhow. Uh, quick text message here, 204-780-6868, and then we're going to talk to uh, Ian Rabb, like I said. Uh, Hal, street party. I went to a few, but it was a last-minute decision each time. Now that you need tickets, it just isn't really feasible and I wouldn't want to take a free ticket and not use it if I decide against going. Uh, see, I think that's part of what's going on out there. And that is why uh, this is happening now, I think. It was better as an organic growing festival and uh, perhaps could have been handled by increasing security. Hopefully they figure it out if we do make the final. Thank you for your text message. The only change... Uh, hopefully they figure it out when we make the final, not if we make the final, when we make the final. But as I said, I think there are, well, at least a, a few reasons as to, uh, uh, you know, why the crowd was smaller. But uh, you, as you point out, just let's hope that uh, it gets figured out because we definitely, uh, these parties have just been fantastic. And I just, I, I love seeing our city and our people on the TV there really around the world. It's just, it's, as I said, it's the kind of advertising you just can't buy. Uh, Ian Rabb is the addictions specialist at Aurora Recovery Center up by Gimli, and he joins us on the phone now. Good afternoon, Ian. Good afternoon, Hal. How are you today? I am great. Thanks a lot for doing this. So yesterday we get the Virgo report on mental health and addiction here in the province of Manitoba. The draft report goes out by mistake, and it includes the idea of a safe injection site. The final report comes out. That's not in the final report. What's the issue with safe injection sites? Is it kind of a NIMBY thing, not in my backyard? I think it's really controversial, Hal. I mean, safe injection sites, as they were originated for their original purpose, were really for public health. It was really about the transmission of HIV-AIDS, the right. transmission of Hep B, um, and, and really the idea of clean needles for people that are going to use them. Mm. 
you know, we, we struggle between do we help people use safely or do we um, ultimately get them treatment and get them abstinence-based? Well, you know, I, I always say it's none of my business if you want to use drugs. It is my business if you want to quit drugs. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm very I'm a proponent for, for abstinence-based treatment. Um, and I think, you know, they just – they safe injection sites have taken on whole different meanings in different places. So I think that there might be some controversy around it. I think that maybe, um, you know, this is, it's something that this government is not about. I'm not sure. There was some conversation about Main Street Project acquiring another building and doing some safe injection use, harm reduction use on, on Main Street. So I, I don't know if it's a dead. I don't think it's dead. I just think we have to always remember what its real purpose is, what its real goal is. Yeah. And that's to get people to abstinence-based and also to cut down on all the public health risks that we've uh, acquired with the use of drugs. Well, and, and you've been there, man. You, you've you been there, Ian. So where do you come down on the idea of safe injection sites? Well, I'll tell you the truth, Al. And, and you know that I was, a, I was an IV drug user. Yeah. No one is going to say, let's get on a bus and go to the safe injection site to use. Mm. So if you were a user like me, you're not going to think, oh, I'm going to drive 15 minutes to inject safely. When people want to get high, they want to get high. Yeah. So, I, you know, the, the majority of people that are, are using needles um, ultimately are not going to decide that they're going to go downtown to, to safely inject. They're going to mm. do it in the privacy of whatever home or place they're at in that immediate second that they need a fix. Yeah. Um, it's, not prom, prom, it's not what primarily and what's prominent in an addict's mind is I'm going to go use safely. Yeah. And, and so I get the sense then that you don't see much point to it. I, I, I don't. I, like I said, I see the only point to it is really public health. And ultimately, it can, it can have an effect to drive people that really want to change. And if we can really work on counseling there as well and getting people out of the cycle and into treatment and into figuring out what the real essence of the problem is, real individualized treatment planning, um, like we've proven at Aurora Works, mm-hmm. then ultimately there could be a bigger goal and a bigger use for them. But, you know, addicts aren't running to safe injection sites to use unless they're homeless or on the street. Yeah. Well, I've got you. You've looked at the Virgo report, the final draft, not including a safe injection site in the province of Manitoba. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's a very courageous report. You know, it's very interesting. Everything that they've outlined around what they need to do with the public system and all of the things around the public system, we are already doing at Aurora Recovery Center. Because I've looked at all of those things for 12 years, and there's been no change in our system. It's been, it's been you know, one of the reasons I opened Aurora was because I was so frustrated. At, uh, I was on the board of AFM. I was on the board of Tamarack. I was on the board of, of, of Jewish Home Family Services. And I was just, there was no services, and there was no continuum of care, and there was no connection between mental health and addiction. Yeah. So everything that we've done here is exactly what the report is saying. You know, we uh, immediate occupants, immediate need for treatment. We got that 24 hours a day, 365 medical detox right into treatment. You know, so so ultimately, you know, we, we've we've really we've shown them that it can be done. I think it's very courageous that a government's going to take on such a thing. There's a bunch of you know, we have a bunch of silos in Manitoba. We have a bunch of small agencies. They're talking about you know one governance structure for everything. 
Um, and I think there'll be a lot of balking at that, but I think it's very courageous, and I think the report is dead on. It's dead on about what our needs are. Well, and you and I have talked in the past, and usually what I hear from some people after we talk is, yeah, Hal, Aurora is great, but not everybody has access to Aurora. Is that the case, and does this Virgo report maybe address that uh, issue for some people that can't get access to a place like Aurora? Well, it, yes, unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, we, we do cost money because there's bills. We have to pay bills. We have 80 staff and, yeah, and, you're, and, an and you're private program sure. out here. And we're private. That doesn't mean that we can't have public-private partnerships with government. Um, you know, we're, we're, we, I know for a fact, you know, our detox costs... Uh, our, our detox costs are a third of what Health Science Center charges. So I know there could be some savings in, in ultimately government using us. As for access, you'd be surprised. When people are in trouble and there's a wait time of two to three months, um, the people that are accessing Aurora are not the rich and famous. Mm-hmm. They're very middle-class families that have a mother or a dad or a brother or a sister or a child that are in deep trouble, and they want access to something immediately. And, un- and unfortunately, they have to find the funds to make that work. So we're not just we're not an, we're not elitist. Um, yes, I I cringe every time I get a call from someone desperate for help in the moment, and we can't help them because unfortunately there are costs associated. But we put things in place like financing over multiple years so that we can make it more, more accessible for everybody. Um, so don't not call because you think it's elitist or, or a place where people can't afford to come. We'll, we'll make it work for anybody we can. Well, and hopefully the Virgo report uh, leads to improvements. Ian, thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Hal. Anytime. Ian Rab, Ian is an addiction specialist at the Aurora Recovery Center up by Gimli. All right, traffic note here. Pembina northbound near Chancellor Drive. You got it? Pembina northbound near Chancellor. Uh, a semi has spilled some large cement slabs on the road, and so police have closed off the area while they work to get the road cleaned up. You're going to be rerouted at Thatcher. So Pembina Highway northbound, closed near Chancellor Drive. The semi has spilled some large cement slabs on the road. They're cleaning up the mess. Police will reroute you at Thatcher. So you need to know that as we get ready for the drive home. 2.43, almost a quarter to three. Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB. All right. Are you a big Queen fan? Do you like that uh, the band Queen? Hmm? The long-awaited first look at the Queen biopic, Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody, has hit the internet. It's only been out just for a few hours, actually. And I took a look at it, and uh, it looks pretty good. This, uh, basically, uh, the trailer, this teaser, uh, shows Queen on and off the stage in 1975 along with a glimpse of the recreated Live Aid appearance. The film won't be out until November 2nd. Here is a bit of that trailer for you Queen fans.
I'll tell you what, it looks pretty good. I'm not a big queen guy, but it looks really good. And uh, the guy who will be playing Freddie Mercury in the movie is uh, Rami Malek. He is on uh, Mr. Robot, another great show. And he really does kind of look like Freddie Mercury. Here's a bit more of the trailer for you. So now what? This is when the operatic section comes in. Oh, the operatic section, yeah. Mamma mia, mamma mia. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me. For me. Forever six bloody minutes. I pity your wife if you think six minutes is forever. <laughs> we will, we will rock you. Sing it. We will, we will rock you. Bohemian Rhapsody. More uh, November second. I was going to say March. November second. It will uh, be out. The Queen biopic, but it looks good. It looks really good. And uh, Rami Malek is a great actor. He's fantastic on Mr. Robot. Kind of Robot. Kind of looks like Freddie Mercury. And it looks like a couple of shots of him in the trailer. And it looks like uh, he's going to be really good at that. So looking forward to that uh, movie coming up. I mentioned Black Panther is available for rent or on DVD or however you watch movies at home now. Uh, it's available today, and I was saying that the director wants to do a spin-off, maybe, uh, featuring the women of the movie Black Panther. Yeah, the women of Wakanda, which I think would be a fantastic idea. Are you getting all at all excited about the royal wedding? I feel kind of bad for this uh, Meghan uh, Markle. Her dad had a heart attack and has announced that he will not go to the wedding. Now, he was also, it's kind of this, the details are sketchy, but apparently he was trying to sell some pictures of himself getting ready for the wedding, and uh, he got busted, and so then he had the heart attack, or I don't know what order it all came in, and then he wasn't going to go to the wedding. Well, now TMZ is saying he's changed his mind, he wants to go to the wedding. So I, this Meghan Markle's family seems a little... Weird. Uh, I just hope they have a nice day and hope everything goes well. I hope Dad can go to the wedding if he wants to go to the wedding, and I hope uh, you know if she wants him there, he can be there because you know weddings are big deals, right? Weddings are definitely big deals. Oh, uh, today, May fifteenth, twenty eighteen. It's May fifteenth, the greatest day ever. On the 15th of May, 1905, the city of Las Vegas, Nevada was founded when an Elvis impersonator constructed the first building, a wedding chapel, and presided over the city's first marriage. We're gathered here today to celebrate the wedding of this drunk guy and this exotic dancer. Have a great May 15th, the greatest day ever. I don't know about that, but it's a great day. May 15th, International Day of Families, Chocolate Chip Day today, Nylon Stockings Day, Ramadan and Straw Hat Day. A couple of other things I noticed uh, today in history. It was on this day in 1856, way back, that Frank Baum, the creator of the World of Oz, was born on this day. 1926, the New York Rangers are officially granted an NHL franchise. 1928, Mickey Mouse made his first ever appearance in the silent film Plain Crazy. Mickey Mouse, first time on this day, 1928. 1930, 
the first airline stewardess was hired. Her name was Ellen Church. And, of course, now they're flight attendants, right? Not stewardesses anymore. 1940, nylon pantyhose went on sale for the first time on this day in 1940. Also in 1940, McDonald's opened its first restaurant in San Bernardino, California. That uh, McDonald's movie, Founder, I think it's called Founder. That's a good movie with Michael Keaton if you're looking for a good movie to, to watch. Although today, you're probably going to watch uh, Black Panther if you're watching a movie. 1973, Playgirl hit newsstands for the first time. 1981, Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island aired. That episode of Gilligan's Island. The Harlem Remember that one? That was a good, uh, yeah. I mean, as good as Gilligan's Island got, right? 1981, 1982, Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder peaked at number one. On this day in 1987, Ishtar opened in theaters, considered one of the worst movies ever made. couple more. 1998, Sonny and Cher on this day received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And in 2010 on this day, Jessica Watson became the youngest person to sail nonstop and unassisted around the world solo. On this day. And one more here. Let's go back a few years to 1976. 1976. Boogie Fever peaked at number one. As we head to the news at three. Hal Anderson on CJOB. A little disco, yeah. If you see anything in traffic, you can give us a shout, 781-1320, or you can text 780-6868. And of course, that number is always open if you want to chat with Hal Anderson. Savvy radio broadcaster, beloved by Tha and many of his closer friends. Hal Anderson. Hal Anderson. CJOB. You're real, and I really, really enjoy that about you. There's nothing fake about you. You're awesome. Uh, you're awesome, too. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in. Hal Anderson, final hour here. Coming up at 4 o'clock, of course, it is the news. The news with Richard Cluche and Julie Buckingham. That is on the way right at 4 o'clock. They'll join us at about 10 to 4. Let us know what's coming up on the show. Uh, what, oh, I wanted to play this for you before I get into a bit of an interview that you might have heard on the show yesterday. 
This is uh, Tim Haig and his son, Tim Jr. This is their audition video for Amazing Race Canada. Listen. Hello, Amazing Race Canada. My name's Tim Haig Jr. This is Tim Haig Sr. And we're coming at you from the winter metropolis of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. We're coming at you today to tell you exactly why we deserve to be on the Amazing Race. Listen, guys, if you live in this town, you got to be number one, a little bit crazy, two, a whole lot of strong, because it is friggin' cold here most of the time. And we're here to tell you that we're you guys. We got this covered. You're coming yeah. after. We are here we and, are. of course, they went on to win, right? The Tims won the very first Amazing Race Canada, and Tim Haig was in studio yesterday talking with me about his new book, Perseverance. That interview was early in the show yesterday. If you missed it, we had a nice long chat about Amazing Race Canada, uh, his uh, Parkinson's disease, and the book. And so tonight at 7 o'clock, he's going to be at McNally Robinson Grant Park. You can get the book signed, get your picture taken, questions. I'm sure he'll read a bit of the book. But essentially, the book is sort of seven tips from him uh, and, you know, it makes like, pretty simple. The book's called Perseverance. So uh, one of the items, one of the seven uh, tips is find community. And I had Tim explain that on the show yesterday. Community has been a huge piece for me. Mm-hmm. When I was diagnosed with Parkinson's at 46, I didn't know anybody else my age with Parkinson's. Yeah, I had been a nurse for twenty, almost 20 years at the time. And I knew Parkinson's as an older man's disease. Typically men have it more often than women. And I didn't know anybody in their 40s with mm-hmm. Parkinson's. So it made a huge difference to me when I got involved in the wider Parkinson's community and started discovering that there were, not lots of us, but a, a big community of folks in their 40s and 50s, some in their 30s, who've been diagnosed with Parkinson's and who could understand what I'm going through now. Because you still have small kids at home. You still have kids to get through university. You're still working. You're not retired. You don't have a big pension saved up. you got to keep going. And um, there's lots of us out there like that that now we understand each other. You have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You have somebody who gets what it's like to have a 15-year-old and have Parkinson's disease. Yeah. And that, that was so important for me and doing as well as I have. And then, of course, communities, my wife and kids and church mm-hmm. community and all the other things that make up the important parts of my life. Yeah. And so that's what I encourage people with. Find your community. Mm-hmm. Find those people who get you, will understand you, and can help feed into your life and make room for you to feed into theirs. Mm-hmm. We're just about out of time. I want to talk one more, and then we'll let people buy the book for the other five, all okay? Right. But another one of the seven here Cease striving. And I thought that was sort of interesting because <laughs> I think we're brought up to go for it, like work yep. hard, you know, but you say yes, but to a point. Yes, to a point. When we were on The Amazing Race, we discovered in leg three, that first non-elimination leg that we hit, that we had come into the race striving. And striving I define as that freaked out, stressed out way of thinking that says, by God, I am going to make this thing happen no matter what it takes. Mm-hmm. And we were utterly failing at it. And we had to shift our focus. It wasn't about not doing our best. We still wanted to get up every single day and do our absolute best. But realizing that there were certain limitations placed on us, that I still had Parkinson's, that it was going to impact my world, and that there are certain things that we cannot change, but that we can nonetheless 
be our best within that moment. And how our best, as ugly as it was, so many days, was good enough. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. good enough to take home a championship, and nobody would have ever thought it. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have ever thought it. Yeah. So I tell people with Parkinson's, yeah, we have ugly days. Mm. But who knows? Yeah. What championship is waiting for us? Right. Who knows what win is waiting if we will just stay in our race, do our best, mm-hmm. persevere. Yeah. Have goals, but have fun. That's right. Yeah. Have goals, have fun. And so many folks within the Parkinson's community say, I'm going to ignore my Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Parkinson's not going to slow me down. It's mm-hmm. not going to, well, good luck with that. Yeah. Because I know Parkinson's has slowed me down. Mm-hmm. But I can still do a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to still do a lot. I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to find out what that next win is. Tim Haig, really enjoyed my conversation with him yesterday. And again, I wanted to give it another plug for him today. His new book, Perseverance Tonight, the official book launch, I guess. Uh, the signing is happening at McNally Robinson Grant Park, 7 o'clock tonight. So go out and say hi to Tim. Get a book. I think there's lots in that book we can all learn from, and he's a real inspiration. Tim Haig tonight, McNally Robinson, Grant Park, 7 o'clock. 3.13, quick break here. We'll check traffic and weather and then more. Hal Anderson Afternoons on CJOB. All right, we got sports coming up. TFJ with sports at uh, 25 after, 3.25, 3.30, the news. And then we'll take a look at some of the stuff we had on the show for you after the news at 3.30. It's Hal Anderson on CJOB. Guillermo del Toro, do you like him? Uh, he is the guy that brought you uh, The Shape of Water, that movie. One best picture. Uh, very good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, Guillermo del Toro is bringing a new horror anthology series to Netflix. It's called Guillermo del Toro Presents 10 After Midnight. It'll be a collection of what they're calling personally curated, sophisticated, and horrific stories. Guillermo will serve as executive producer on the series and a writer and director on select episodes. Currently, no set episode count or premiere date. The series will be Guillermo's first live-action show on the streaming service and will be Netflix's first horror anthology series. Guillermo's animated series, Troll Hunters, is currently streaming on Netflix. I'm telling you, that Netflix, man, I went on the other day. There's so much content there. I don't know how you'd ever watch, you know, even a small percentage of it. But it's getting, there's some really good stuff on uh, on Netflix. And now Guillermo del Toro is bringing uh, a horror uh, anthology series to Netflix. I thought that was kind of interesting. I've been battling with this cold, right, from really a couple days before I left for my two-week break, and then the whole two weeks, and I've still got this kind of, you know, in my chest. And I was reading today that uh, there could be a cure for the common cold in sight. Now, what I do is I start popping the cold FX. I don't pop them all the time, but when I feel even a scratch in my throat, I start popping them. They're expensive. Works for me. A lot of people say, how it's, you know, no, it doesn't work. But it works for me. Now, maybe that's psychological. I don't know. But I do it. It works for me for the most part. Although this time I did kind of get the full-blown cold. They say a cure for the common cold might actually be 
a possibility soon. As I said, researchers at Imperial College London say cold cures have been so difficult to find because the virus has hundreds of variations and evolves rapidly, which quickly causes drug resistance. I wondered why they've never been able to nail down a cure for the common cold. But now they've come up, apparently, with a new treatment that targets a common protein rather than the virus itself, therefore lowering the risk of resistance. So far, researchers have only tested this treatment in lab studies, and they're hoping to test it with animals and eventually humans. It's not clear when it might be available to the masses. But there you go. Maybe a cure for the common cold on the horizon. And Crocs. You know, those. I've never owned or worn a pair of Crocs. Never. And uh, back in the day when Brian Barkley and I worked together here, we used to bug him because he'd always wear his Crocs and socks. People would see him in public wearing socks and Crocs. But anyhow, apparently Crocs, which we haven't heard much about for a while, may be getting popular again. Crocs, for those of you that don't know, are those clogs made of foam, and they're full of holes, right? And you wear them on your feet, the shoes. Once quite popular, although they were slammed by a lot of people, and certainly the fashion world slammed them, Crocs. Well, now it seems the shoes are coming back into popularity again. eBay tells the Daily Mail that shoppers logged 25,000 searches for the holy shoes in the month of April. Last month, 25 searches on eBay. And style experts are attributing the uptick in searches to high-end designer versions of the shoes seen on runways in recent years. They're also believed to have inspired Kanye West to make his Yeezy slides. And Rihanna and Jarrett Leto have been photographed wearing Crocs. All of these factors together apparently have created renewed interest in the foam shoes. So there you go. Crocs may be coming back. Guillermo del Toro on Netflix may be a cure for the common cold. And uh, you may see Crocs on people's feet again. Feet's feet again. <laughs> Let's take a break here. We'll check the forecast, sports and news all coming up here on CJOB.